Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Inside LASC MVP Podcast. From glorious, sunny, the sea layer, if you can have one out here, has moved on yeah. here in Alhambra. We Alhambra told you adjacent. last episode, Eldon, the weather's coming. Here it is. Eldon, no more jackets. Uh, there was a heat wave everywhere. And how are your Warriors doing? Ooh, snap. And how about McCarthy's Sixers? Wait. They fired their coach. We don't want these intros to go too long, but I just got to share a quick story. In the meal room, John McCarthy rolls in, Sixers geared out. Max goes, maybe just let it go. Why? Yeah. Why, Max? We, we could win. Yeah, it's just been a lot of pain for Philly teams, and it was go, one yeah. of the funnier conversations I've ever I just heard. why go? I've stopped watching sport because, I mean, you had the Phillies in the World Series loss, Eagles in the Super Bowl loss. I go, that's... They're letting you down. Law of averages, one of them will finish, but no. So sorry, Philadelphia sport fans. This is why we do this intro at the very end so we can go asides and come back. What's coming up on the show, What Max? is coming up on the show? How about a seventh straight win by LAFC over Real Salt Lake? Avoid any MLS losing streak. Go and conquer and are back as they get ready for a, a, a healthy amount of home games here. But we'll recap the game in Real Salt Lake. We're also joined by Ilya Sanchez, who had a beautiful assist there. Uh, you want to stick around for that. He had a really interesting to say, thing to say about Eric Duenas and how his academy players are breaking in the first team. We know he's a great guy. He's just going to reinforce that here today. Yes. As always, we've got the whole specific for you. We're going to take you through it. Is LAFC back? We're, we don't have to worry about that loss. And then bigger picture with Ilya. Inside LAFC... Max and Vince podcast, rate, review, download, subscribe. We'll also have a little bit of a preview for Sporting Kansas City. Get out to the games. This is a good time to see the team because, hey, they couldn't be playing much better. But we'll tell you how they could. So I spun it around a bit. Podcast starts right now. Back here on Inside LAFC MVP Pod. This was a special weekend for me, Vince, and I'll tell you why. Please. Since I've covered LAFC and now we're covering games on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV, I, uh, in the old days, last year, back to 2018, we would call the games from BMO Stadium at home, and we would go to a studio in Burbank to do the away games. So I never got to really be on the road with the guys. So I got an LAFC game this week at RSL, and I got to see them this on the This was road. your first away call of an LAFC game? Correct. Because you were, I do remember when they were in Atlanta, you were on the desk. I'm not trying to make this for, about me, but it's just from a yeah. different perspective for you. Because you've been to away games, yes. obviously. And then also, I know you've worked away games because you were on the desk for ESPN, I think, uh, yes. LAFC Atlanta, maybe some other ones I too. I called LAFC Atlanta. So yeah, you're right. I did do an away Oh, okay. okay. You did call LAFC Atlanta. So never mind. Wow. I thought you were just on the desk. Did you call no, that I game No, I called too? that game. Got it. I was on the desk for LAFC Seattle, the Diego Rossi. Diego Rossi right. scored the first goal against the Sounders. Okay. So I was at the but desk. This was, so disregard what I said. It's you're the at the desk, okay. <laughs> it just well, when you called the Atlanta game, they didn't win. It was just, yeah, plus it was, the, it was the third game ever for the club. Right. So there's definitely some perspective Actually, there. Actually, that, that, now that I think about it, that, uh, that Atlanta game, rough game to call, huh? Yeah. You know what I remember? A lot of goal calls, yes. not for LAFC. No. Remember what I remember about it, which was a nice moment, was uh, Bob Bradley putting his arm around Walker Zimmerman and putting his arm around Laurent Simon and walking off talking to them about the game, which was a nice moment. I don't know what was said. But it was received. Probably said, I think. "Ooh, baby." They did very well after. Said, "Ooh, baby." There's going to be days like this. Yeah, Mama told me there'd be <laughs> days like this. Uh, but it was great to see. Uh, I got to see the, the guys roll in, mm -hmm. and we didn't know. I mean, we, we we had the loss to San Jose. They avoided 
essentially not a losing streak by getting that result in the U.S. Open Cup. But this was still a league run, and you yeah. were saying, okay, you had a bad performance. It wasn't bad, but they didn't get any points. So what does that happen against an RSL team that, again, is going to put their best foot forward? I thought they played really well. And this is what sticks out to me, if I can lead with this. I thought RSL played very well. And yet, at the end of the day, they lose a game three-zip at home. <laughs> this right. is uncharted waters yeah. for Major League Soccer. And we, we have Ilya Sanchez later, and we're going to talk to him about it. And we've talked to all the guys and why they say we haven't had, we haven't had a, a, a great day. We haven't had a bad day either. And it's allowed us to kind of stay here. We know we're going to have that, that, that opus game. Mm-hmm. We haven't really come close to it, yet here we are, still alive in three competitions and two points off the top of the Western Conference. Right. There's always going to be peaks and valleys, but where's the valley? Like when There's is no it, valley. Yeah, it's just kind of... It's peak and flat, maybe, yeah, it's by weird, their standards. It's weird to plateau at your worst. No one, You know, everyone talks about, like, oh, I'm losing a bunch of weight. I plateaued. It's, what's it's a, a good thing. What's the, the most they've allowed in a game? Two goals, correct? Two goals, yes. The most they've scored is... They, they haven't had a four, five, six. That's coming, right? No, but they seem to they consistently the score three. Yes. Which is a recipe for success in any league, right? And you alluded to it on the broadcast. It was like... There's something different about this team, and I and you did on the broadcast. You tried to hedge your bets because you were like, uh, "We're talking about big clubs," and I felt like you were going to say the Real. I felt like Real Madrid was about to come out, and you, you just kind of stopped there. Like, I, let, let me, I just said big clubs. Okay, it's fine. Okay, let's just say big clubs in, co- in comparison. You know, not apples to apples. But the one point that you made in doing that was also on the flip side. Teams are going to give their best, and I I agree with you. I thought RSL was actually very good. I was surprised um, just because they they had such a poor start to the season. I know they got right a little bit in these last couple of games. But they were very interesting to watch. They do some cool things with Gomez and Saverino as their yeah, wingers. Say, That's a good player. That's a good player. That guy could defend. They had spells where they were really good, but LAFC, eight minutes in, comes punches them in the <laughs> face. Uh, then they have to s- suffer a little bit when Kellen goes out and they're playing with 10 men. And, but then in the 35th minute, Carlos Vela gets the easiest assist of his life where he, he just like hands it back to D- Denny and goes, what can you do with this? Denny goes, check this out. Yeah. It's uh, 2-0. It's amazing. It's uh, And then it's... The game's over. Yeah. I mean, you not necessarily, but you know, they go up two, and then RSL, uh, you know, the air was out of that place. They were into mm-hmm. it. And it was. Uh, this is these road performances. I mean, we we wait for them. I go, okay, they're going to have that bad patch. And we spoke to Ryan Hollingshead many times. He said, maybe they're not. Maybe they'll maintain a good enough standard with the ability to hit a peak. Yeah. Uh, with what we're seeing, but that was really an eye opener for me. A, because I got to see it up close. But also because everyone's waiting for this mm-hmm. run. Like what happened to the Sounders last year? They were busy with Open Cup. Right. They're going to have a loss, and maybe it becomes two losses, and maybe it becomes three losses. This was for a chance for them to dip, and they not only responded, but responded in a big, big way. It's one of I love covering this team, and one of the reasons I, I love covering this team is not just because I like covering the sport, but I like this team. So I actually my heart races in, in moments, even within the game, and, and there was even at two 0 up. I, going into halftime, I was like, I still feel like they could be a lot better. Yeah. But they were 2-0 up. Yeah. Um, but then at halftime, you're like, okay, as long as they can get to halftime, and Dunny made a really good point. He's like, if they can get it to 2-0 at halftime, this is going to be good. But if RSL gets a goal, I don't I don't know how this game's going to go because, I do again, I do think that RSL was playing well. But every time they get into halftime, you feel like something's going to change. And they did. They changed it up. They weren't, I don't think, uh, exponentially better, but they did Steve leaned into the things that I think RSL was doing well, which was getting uh, overloads wide, getting players out wide, and then sending in early balls. 
Didn't really see that as much in the second half. And then they're still, again, they find a way to always get that third goal. I mean, it's always felt like that's been LAFC's mantra. It's like, if we can get three goals, we're winning games. And by the way, I just want to say something. That wasn't a penalty. <laughs> That I wasn't the a penalty. First one was the more, first one was a penalty that first they didn't call. Yeah, but that it seemed wasn't like you guys were on the side. I, I know you guys didn't think the second one was a penalty, but it seemed like you guys thought the first one was soft. And, I thought and, the one that correct. LFC got, I, I, I thought it was soft contact from ours. Okay. The guy puts his arm. I right, thought the first one was definitely a penalty. Though. I you thought the first kinda, one was a penalty. Okay. I, I, I on the air was there, but I, I look. I, I you got to be even. You got to be yeah. even. Yeah. Right. Dunny's giving you the side eye like it's not a penalty. I was like, yeah. So, but regardless, it's it's truly tremendous to see what this this club can. Well, you and I, we had our uh, pre-match availability with Steve, and we were talking about something. And I brought it up, which then became a thing because you followed up, and then Steve was wondering what's going on. And so I, I kind of want to answer this question. is like, do you, do you feel like everything's okay that they've gotten this win? Because I, I agree with you. Even though they win in the Open Cup, I still feel like if you if you get a draw or you lose in RSL, it's kind of like a bad It's a bad streak. you got you got to stem the tide with that this group. And they did get a win, 3-0, but RSL played really well, and in moments – Really took it to LFC. Do you feel better about it? And I know I wasn't trying to ask Steve like they look bad. It's just he he says ninety minute performances, and I, I agree with him. I feel that this year they've had less of those instances where I, I think last year a lot of times he was having to be like, good result, think we can play better, and that makes sense because he was still instilling his principles, still getting this group together. This year it feels a little bit different. Like when he comes out and says like I still want a ninety minute performance, I'm like, oh. That's why I pay a little more yeah. attention this time. And so that's what I was saying. But how do you feel? Do you feel like they... No. Yeah. If they haven't done... I don't think anyone... I, 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 the one is the New England game early on where they got four goals and they were just right. flying by. And in, in hindsight, New England's one of the best teams in the league. Um, they weren't fully loaded there, but still pretty close to it. And LAFC did it. But even then, it's not... I mean, it's... Again, I don't want to compare it to Real Madrid or Manchester City, but they're, they're, but they're bound it. to have those days. Like Man City plays Bournemouth and they put it six or seven. Right. And you're like, whoa. And I'm confident that day is going to come because this team is just man and handled it well. And we, I want to preface the Ilya Sanchez interview because he talks about it and what this club is doing that's very different. And because of this player base, they are allowed to pull it off is they can adapt. Mm -hmm. They can shift. Uh, they can they can use their bench, which they've done very, very effectively because they have the players that can come on. It was like last year, even though there's no Gareth Bale or. Or, or, or a few others, or Chicho, you still go, oh my God, look who they're pulling off there. We don't have that. Right. But whether it's the bench or an in-game adjustment, this club does it. It tells me they know their opponents very well, so they're really locked in on preparing because there are identities for Real Salt Lake. There's an identity for Sporting Kansas City. There's an identity for the San Jose Earthquakes. They're all different, and I feel LAFC has a real grasp on it, and they know how they can pivot in a moment. Yeah, adjustments have been, again, just like they were last season, uh, I know, and again, last season it was like we always were like slow start. Was it a slow start? I don't think we've. There's not been any real slow starts, uh, but they continue to have adjustments, and you wonder. Eh, no big mistakes. Right. You wonder. It's easier. It's easier. It seems like to make adjustments when you're like, oh, they're not playing so well. What can we do better? But like they're playing well, and then they're still finding another gear, another adjustment, or whether it's bringing in the right player at the right time. Um, and I think we'll, I think we might we might as well good segue to takeaways. I, that's kind of. One of my takeaways. Well, before the takeaways, let's let's any because we're we're singing we're waxing poetic here. Uh, we did mention we, we talked to Steve Kellen Acosta will not be part of the Wednesday game. We'll see. He's day to day, yeah. which is good news because it could have been it, it looked like it could have been worse, but we'll see that. Otherwise, they're pretty healthy. But is there any other concerns about where this team is at? I mean, they're, they're finishing chances, which is one thing I was a little worried about. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think you can always create more, which is, I mean, we're nitpicking here. And defensively, I think they've been better than yeah. they were last season. So it's like, it's not on the field. I think it's really like we just all have to keep our fingers crossed. And that's the one thing health. that would worry us yeah. is health. Um, and so far they've... And there was it, a moment because McCarthy picked an it and we we're like, yeah, okay, wait, this is... And Carlos, it was like, wait a minute, this is... It's all happening at once. Right. And thankfully it wasn't too severe. Yeah. And the thing is, it's okay if, you know, Kellen misses a game here or there. That's fine. That's not really a health problem. It's when you guys get prolonged guys out. And that, that's not to say that they haven't because, you know, Giorgio hasn't played a lot recently. Uh, Mario's now missed a couple games. Uh, we're assuming Kellen's, or Steve already said, Wednesday. We won't see Kellen on Wednesday. Um, and they're hopeful that maybe he can be available in San Jose. But that, it's the one thing that you can't really, I mean, you can prepare the best you can, but at the end of the day, the health is health. And I think every team across the world, I'll even bring in the Real Madrid's, the Man Cities, has to pray for, for good health. I mean, look at Man City, other than, um, uh, Holland being out for uh, you know an extended period, they've had all their guys yeah. uh, to the extent where they were like, uh, Cancelo, you can you can go to you can go to Bayern Munich. We don't need you. Like, come on, <laughs> really? So they can absorb a few things. Yeah, it's something. It's something that you have to just kind of get. A, it's it's not the answer people want to hear, but you got to kind of kind of get lucky. Yeah, you do. Uh, but there's luck and there's skill and there's talent and it's it's all in place. And these trainings out here and watching this team get at it, you can see why it's so special. Not what's going on. You can't see it this time because it's we've it's staff a staff game, game yeah. going on. That is not that. Ugh. I don't want any part of that. Once bitten, twice shy, as they say. Uh, takeaways from this game? Yeah. What, what was your? I just want to. It's pretty stunning that Giorgio Chiellini and Jesus Murillo are, are unavailable. Tony Leone is is injured too, and he would have been a guy that. Who knows if you'd have been on the same track as Eric Duenas, an academy player that's broken into. I got the feeling that he was probably in consideration at the very least. So with those three guys, you kind of are limited to what you can throw out there if you want uh, an experienced center back. So it's been Aaron Long, who to me is one of the three. I mean, watching he's been him play, a leader. He's been amazing. To me, he's one of the three or four best defenders I've seen in this league just this season with his body of work. Uh this grace, this physicality, he just has an incredible skill set. I know he's gaining a lot of fans here because he shut down. He put fires out. Mm-hmm. There was this one play where he was running, and uh, Andres Gomez comes in, and they kind of shouldered each other. And it was an innocuous shoulder, but Gomez felt the strength and went, Woo! wasn't a penalty. He just flew off of his side and out of view. Uh, but that's the cutaway. Smart... The cutaway back to Aaron after that was. Yeah, he looked down. He just goes, what? Exactly. He goes, See ya. Uh, so, I mean, Aaron, I think, is, is a very – I've always been a huge Aaron Long fan, but mm-hmm. seeing him up close even more so. And Daniel Maldonado, good against San Jose, gave up the penalty, good. We talked about it last week. Better here uh, where this center back pairing in a tough spot mm-hmm. really quelled the Salt Lake where they were getting nothing at the end. Yeah. And I just think we talk about how the defense is better. It's a lot better, and it's not even 100% healthy. Right, you've got the the one partnership that you could do by necessity, and it's playing like that. Yeah, it's like these teams come out and they're like, "We're gonna give it our all," and then through like forty-five to sixty minutes, they're like, "Dude, I'm not gonna run up against Aaron Long anymore. Like, it's hurt. It's physically hurting me. I don't want to do this anymore." And I think one of the things that you pointed out, and I want to ask you about this, is like this mindset now. This, and I know we we kind of point to Giorgio because Giorgio's like this uh, epitome of the guy that celebrates a slide tackle or a latch last ditch tackle but it's 
kind of interesting to see LAFC really do that. Like, and that's where I, I say that, that that's it, not really how you would describe LAFC back no. in the day, right? And that's where I say that I feel like Aaron's become like a real leader because without Giorgio on the pitch, um, he's there with Daniil, and Daniil's uh, he, he's a guy that is confident. Uh, when we talk to him, he's always very confident and he's a good to talk to. But he, he maybe plays a little bit quieter than his personality on the pitch. But Aaron's out there being like, "Get pumped up, man! Yeah. Like we we did something cool here." Yeah, but those two to come together and just like, hey, we're making some music here. Yeah. When you didn't expect it, and that's a great reflection off those two players. It's a great reflection off the. Well, off how the often do you staff. see that? You're calling one of one of the, I guess now the new things for you is to be able to call a lot yeah. of these other games. How often are you seeing even good defensive teams like celebrate small moments? Nope. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I really can't. Um, I might be a bit of a prisoner of the moment right now, but and I'm sure it's there. I don't want to shortchange other teams, but there's I, I can't think of it at the top of yeah. my head. There's a very unique thing, and it's what sticks out when you see LAFC and the kind of competitor in particular Aaron is that uh, um, lifts others in that case. I mean, the rest of the team had to be pumped when you see a guy make a big tackle or a slide tackle. Right. Uh, you don't know. We always see that. George, like you said, kissing someone on the head. That's... That's a new little wrinkle here, which uh, you have to be very excited about. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have a, what was a what's uh, your takeaway? My takeaway is is that that third goal. It just seems like they're always finding that third goal, um, and how important that is to not only winning games there, but then also just like you get the third goal. This team does need to pace itself, right? It can't be. I think to your point about well, they haven't scored six yet. I think a lot of it is because they're like, well, we got three. No. Let's call it a day. There's another game. They're so. They're so focused on the task at hand, knowing that there's games and games and games. But I think, yeah, getting that third goal is what allows them to rotate players, what allows Steve to get guys out, what allows guys to not, it's not relax per se, but to know the result is in hand. I don't have to redline it for the rest of this 90 minutes, um, and I'm going to have a little bit more in the tank come midweek or come the next game. I think that's been been hugely important because for the longest time, the third goal has always been important to LFC, but for the longest time, to you and I watching these games, it was always like it's two to one. Oh my God, LAFC's holding on for dear life, and oh, they got a third goal. Like because they because they, they had this talent to defend, 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 and then they could go a hundred yards and they could score that goal. But now it's like there's an ease to that third goal, yes. and I think it's become that much more important. Something else about the third goal, I think we should talk about. I didn't mention it on the broadcast because I wasn't sure what the conversation was, but we spoke to Matty Bogush now about his first goal, and he said, "I asked Danny if I could take the penalty." Danny let him take the penalty. This is this is mind blowing because a the coaching staff gives them the carte blanche to do that to di- dictate on the field. He goes, if you think it's best, and of course it looks back in hindsight, it was a great idea because he converted it. He always was going to convert it. Doesn't but remember always, but the it Ro- doesn't always work. Remember out the way. Rochambeau about who would take the- <laughs> yeah, that was great. I mean, we're getting episodes like this all yeah. the time. It's like they're having fun. Maybe it's infuriating for opponents. Maybe it's showing them up, but it's working mm-hmm. for this team. Danny Buanga has nine goals. He has every right to score that. Scoring goals means money. You say I was the top scorer in 2023. When you want a new contract, that does the talking for you. For him to hand it over to a teammate so he get his first. I mean, you don't need to me explain me how important that is and why it just shows the fabric of the team and how good these guys are. Well, I'm glad you pointed out because that's the first thing I wrote about my takeaways for the LAFC website was was that. We, and we heard it from Matty. He said it. That's exactly. He goes, can I have it? He goes, yes. And the fact, well, here's the thing. It surprises you, but then you kind of start to think about it. It doesn't at all. Like, Does Denny it? Bawanga is all in on this team. He loves this team. Look, he loves scoring himself some goals. He's got to have a little bit of an ego to be a goal scorer. 15 this year. Yeah, to be a goal scorer like that. But, but to your point, 
he's like, I'll get mine. Let me get my teammate going. Like, I got to get him going. Why, why not? Like, and, and it does, but it doesn't always go that way. I think I, I saw something just the other day. It was, I think, a Crucero game where yeah. a guy missed, and they had to retake it. And there was a literal fight between the guy yeah. and the other guy, and the guy's like, I'm going to take it. And then he missed. And it was like, well, I guess this never happened again. So right. it doesn't but always it, go that way. Denny could have said a thousand things to say, look, I, I need to take penalties. I need to practice this because it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. He could have said a thousand things. He said, nope, in a flick. Could have and said, uh, now you've got a player I have a, with I have a goal bonus and I'll uh, take you out for a nice dinner. Or, he probably does have know? a goal bonus. I, if he doesn't, call. I could be your agent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everybody has goals. It's, it's yeah. that simple. Goals get paid. So uh, a little preview here of sporting. Let's talk about sporting. So uh, this, is a, this is a very interesting team, and they were – God-awful. Ten games, no wins. They were getting blown out of buildings left and right. They weren't getting healthy. Uh, they weren't healthy. Um, I called a couple of the games early in the season. One thing that just was really noticeable is how slow they were in the wide areas. Right. I mean, it was Ben Sweat. I don't want to pick on him. And Graham Zuzzi's a little bit up and over. But they've, I think, got more athletic and faster there because teams were just killing them. Yeah. No wins in 10. And then the last two weeks, they have rattled off two wins, including one in Seattle. In Seattle. In Seattle. And now they are playing at their peak. So timing-wise, not great. I, I mean, LAFC shouldn't be intimidated by anyone. And I know Sporting knows a huge task to get a result of any kind here. But they are in the best form of their, the, of their season. Alan Polito, amongst others, are healthy, so they have some star power, and they have some confidence, which makes it a lot more interesting of a game than it would have been, say, a week ago. Yeah, when you were watching them early in the season, I think we even said it a little bit towards last season, it was like, there was a window where like it was time to refresh the squad, and then you're like, man, they really missed that. Should have torn it yeah. all down and started all over again. But now that they're healthy and they've got Polito back, and Johnny Russell's in there, and Shallowy's finally scoring goals, and Gotti Kinda's back, and on top of it, you have Peter Vermees saying, "I don't forget, I don't forget all the things you said." Like now, you're you know you're you're starting to be a little scared of this team, and maybe not over the long term, but at any given day, they they can hurt you. So you yeah. can't. They have finishers. They have I guys would, that can do things. They're going to benefit from the expanded playoffs. They'll get some points and get in there. They're just too good not to. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you know, you look at the standings as the Galaxy and Sporting, and I would see, I would think both of them are playoff teams. So I think there's a lot of movement. The West is. My, There's not a lot of easy games. My wonder with them is now that they do have these guys and they are coming back from long-term injuries, you know, Peter likes to run that team. And he likes to get them going out there, like really putting in the hard miles, putting in the, the extra inch. Um, I'm wondering if, one, they're going to want to do that in general against LAFC because this LAFC's team has proven if you press us, we don't have to play through you. We'll go over the top and we'll go to Mahala and we'll, we'll go to Denny and we'll score. But then, two, if you're a guy like Alan Polito and you're like, man, I was out for so long, or Gotti Kinda was out for so long, it's a midweek game. I don't, I don't know. Like you're bought in, but you know, if there's that even that little inkling of doubt uh, in that style of play, you you wonder. LFC will kill you. They'll just carve you up. So that would be something I'd be watching out for. Let's see how proactive they are. Let's see how on top of it they are. And obviously, some of it depends on LFC. If LFC is not clean with the ball and they present opportunities to SKC, they're going to hurt you. But if LFC comes out and the first couple, they ping it over the top, is SKC then going to go, okay, we don't want any of this. Let's sit back. Let's see if they can break us down. Um, and alluding to a little bit of what Ilya said, it's something that LFC still yeah. really wants to work on. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out in a midweek game. And for as many games as they've had, it's been a couple of weeks since they played at home. So, you know, LFC did the hard part right. already. Travel to Santa Clara, travel to Monterey Bay. 
successfully and travel to Salt Lake and get the three points. Now you have, I think, four of the next five at home. The one-way game is at Leon, so that'll be uh, at the end of the month. So it, it's still really busy, but you know, LAFC, we you know, we know they're gonna deliver at home, and they're gonna be love. They're gonna love to be reunited. There's been so many magical days in that building, and we have some real big ones coming up here. U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. Second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League. And now back-to-back games at home, sporting San Jose this week. So uh, it's, it's got to be a, a huge relief to know that they've cleared that, that, certainly that last week where it was always going to be right. really challenging. Always, Unhinged, because we, where we were talking, how are they going to look at the end of this? I mean, as good as they possibly they would like to have gotten something at San Jose, maybe a point, but healthy with, the, they, with a couple. They played well enough to get a point, though, yeah, right? They just they did. didn't execute. Yeah. So, and, and there always is this... Um, when they do go this stretch and then finally come home, there's like this extra excitement. Yeah. I know it's a midweek game, so but it's a perfect time to go out there um, because normally there are some more tickets available. So if you are th- even thinking about it, I would say this. They're normally pretty electric after not being there for a while because they feed off the crowd. They feed off the energy. So you want to get somewhere. I, I, I'm going to predict goals yeah. uh, in this game. So I, I, I would say if you're even on the cusp of showing up or not, like Max said, they haven't been home for a while. So these guys are going to be amped up to play in front of the home crowd. All they do is make statements. You know, they had that loss to San Jose that made San Jose season. Other than that, they've always responded. And certainly, uh, they had the oh, Ala Walense loss at home, which was a huge outlier. But, yeah, they come in and they send some messages and make statements. So, I mean, they're, they're putting the fear into this league. And maybe that changes at some point. It doesn't feel like it's changing right now. I sure hope not. It's been no. so much fun. I know. I mean, should we get to Ilya or I know we want to talk about the uh, the the MLS. Did you want to talk about the salaries at all? Uh, it's just it look. It's just, I always find them very interesting. And let's caveat this because we've had these talks with John Thornton, also Will Koontz when he was here. They they always say it's not the whole story, and it's not the whole story. There's there's bonuses that are uh, in that aren't in there. Uh, the way the players' association decides to amortize some of these is a little different than the way the salary cap works or the way the team does. So caveat that. But I will say this. LAFC's wage structure and like what they have looks really good. They are getting a, 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 a they are getting some punch from their money spent. It's yep. just so savvy, so, cre- so creative the way they do it. Clearly, they're getting guys to come on board and selling this club as a uh, as part of the appeal, and uh, it's working. Uh, I I I can't imagine that when you look at some of the salaries, you're like, whoa, that guy's making this, and and it's fine. We want everyone to be making. One day, yes. this to be a destination. Yeah, where let's also are another made. caveat. We're not saying no one. We want everyone to get paid as much as we want they everyone to get can, paid. Especially and it's come a long way. It's the small window, but yeah. When you see some of the salaries, you wonder. You know, Danny Buanga is on two million, and there's a couple guys upwards of seven million. Yeah, with a lot of add-ons. Yes, with a lot of add-ons. So uh, take a look. It's available. I think it's nice that they do that. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to. To have your, that kind of information out, maybe some people don't care, but I think most people don't want. But they do, so it's available. I'm sure most people don't care. I think long term, it's it's weirder in a in a locker room, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but long term, it can only do it can actually only do them benefit for those salaries to be out. So we all say because yeah. some there's some salaries you look at and go, the guy that guy deserves more money. I think that's the conversation with most of it. You're like that guy deserves more. That guy deserves more. That person, that person, that. Person. Uh, you're not gonna go. Whoa, that guy makes that. It's still a, a, a modest. Compared to the very big leagues, a lot better than many of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a sign of uh, a better standing for Major League Soccer. It's getting there, yeah. but they still has a has a cap. It's pretty strict, and um, it, the next CBA or what have you, we'll we'll see an adjustment to it. I'm sure of it. And maybe one day the 
it gets a lot more freedom for clubs like LAFC that want to spend it. But maybe they don't want to spend money. They're doing a really good job with the salary cap as is. I mean, they're 10th in salary spend. And and far and away the best club. And what's interesting is everyone above them, the teams are not doing as well. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting the way— I think they're going to relook at things. The clubs are going to say, we have to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to really pump up on scouting, better relationships, and find those players that can make us successful as opposed to saying, we know who he is. Let's throw money at it. And designation. I think it comes down to the designations, not to get a whole like salary cap CBA talk, but I don't think the salary cap is so much a problem as, as much as it's designations. Because, look, teams are spending upwards of $20 million, but if they wanted to, they could not just show up one day and say, let's pay 11 players $1 million each. They can't. Like the designations just don't allow them to do that, and I think they should be able to yeah. to do that. So if they opened it up a little bit more, I think that's where you could get a little more bang for your buck even. Yeah, and maybe one day the, the DP uh, designation just doesn't carry that kind of weight. It still does. It allows people to, to get those players uh, under the cap at a little bit more money, and that's how you lure the big names. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, it's, it's much different than it was a few years ago. Well, I'm glad we did discuss that. Good. So let's get to Ilya Sanchez. Always great here on the podcast. Always willing. One of the, the you know how great he is. We've all had interactions. I wanted to say one last thing about Salt Lake. Everyone was on the bus, and Ilya, there's like six fans there. He came out the bus and he took photographs and signed autographs and went back on the bus. Good guy. Just that's the way he is. He's like these guys are sitting here in the park. I'm gonna go, and he did that. So. Ilya Sanchez next on Inside LAFC MVP. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are now joined by LAFC midfielder Ilya Sanchez for the first time this season. Uh, you have uh, graced us many times, and you I would put you at the top of a list of guests that we have had. Oh, we did have Giorgio on that, but you're right there. You're right there. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. I'm not going to fight against that. No, but we love you. Content-wise, it was the best. Thank so, you. So, welcome back once again. Thank you for having me. Um, happy to be back. It's been a while, but um, you had I've be been following you, so. Yeah, what do you think of, yeah, what do you think of the show? Um, I think it's um, every time we watch it, um, I actually follow the, the show. Um, and I think that it's uh, very uh, short and sweet. And um, when you um, uh, listen to it or watch it, um, you come out with uh, some learning. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. And um, you're welcome. Keep uh, making it fun because it uh, it's what uh, really keeps me uh, watching you guys. Off camera, I told you we want to talk a little bit about the fact that you hit a 60-yard ball on a dime to Mahal. He scores. I love pass touch goal but you and i were saying it's not it's not that simple it looks it's brutally efficient one pass made touch it look goal simple. we you know guys it made it look simple but i think a switch turns on in that moment when you receive the ball and you see i've got about 10 yards of space i can look up and i think you've you've mentioned this before it's when you have the time to look you want to find the most dangerous option so what switches on in that moment? You receive that ball, you turn, what switches on? What are you looking for? What are you scanning for? Well, first of all, uh, receive the ball, an early ball from one of your teammates. In this case, was Chiki. Um, uh, he didn't even think about uh, who was there. He just played it uh, through the middle. Um, and I was supposed to be there, um, or the six is supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I think that's a tool that uh, we've been using um, especially this season, where we kind of try to build a box uh, in the middle of the field. Um, 
making Carlos join uh, as a fourth midfielder, if you would like to call uh, call it that way, and then that allows or that put our wingers in a position where they have to look for depth uh, in behind the defense. Um, they actually executed uh, perfectly well uh, the other night in Salt Lake, uh, both uh, Denis and uh, Mahala, and then uh, Mari and Stipe when they came into the game. Um, and that's something that we've been working on, not especially this long ball mm -hmm. and coordination or, or, or timing, but uh, this uh, rotation uh, with Carlos uh, coming into the, the midfield uh, area and then uh, the wingers uh, realizing what's uh, their next movement to do. So. so I think if I get this correct, what, what you're seeing is you're actually looking up and you, you saw Carlos coming short, and, but then you also see, okay, the wingers now have an opportunity, and is that when you hit the pass, or do you, or is there a, like a uh, an eye? You... I, I was uh, under no pressure, so that helped me uh, with my uh, decision making. But uh, actually, uh, in that specific play, I remember both Carlos and Mahala getting the depth in behind, and then he's staying a little bit more uh, central. Uh, so it doesn't matter who it is, uh, as long as uh, someone is coming. Um, to receive uh, to the feet and someone is running in behind. To and that's the face. something that's something new that you guys have put into play here. Where Carlos, where it's, it's, could it be a formation change a little bit, where it may look a little different when Carlos drops back. It's an adjustment. I think Steve uh, found uh, this solution uh, for when um, the opponent uh, presses us in a certain way, and uh, he's also asking our uh, outside backs to receive. Be behind the wingers of the opponent. Um, the, he wants uh, them to take that uh, space in behind uh, the wingers um, of the opponent and that pushes the our wingers inside mm. because if not they would be occupying the same space uh, with uh, our um, outside backs and wingers. So right. That's remarkable because when I was watching Real Salt Lake were doing that they were pressing, they were getting, and then you're waiting, and I thought they were playing okay, and then bloop, and then that changes the game. If you ask your outside backs to receive in front of uh, their wingers, uh, then uh, the pressing moment for the opponent is very clear, uh, and we're trying to make them hesitate a little bit while uh, gaining that uh, spacing behind their defense yeah. with the wingers. It feels like this season you guys could be ready for anything um, the way you play, it's not going to always look the same. I think we know that now. That LFC is not going to look the same every week, and there's an adaption there to the to your opponents. That's a lot of homework, but that is 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 there like, for lack of a better word, like almost that playbook to know. Okay, here here are these instances. Definitely, we started preseason and the beginning of the season in a um, better um, shape than uh, last season. Mm. Uh, we know Steve, uh, we know the coaching staff, uh, we know what they want from us, what they expect from us, and now it's all about uh, adjusting details and improving um, week after week, but uh, not uh, in uh, our game model, that's something that we already have in, 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 our, uh, in our game, but uh, in some uh, adjustments, identity of, of, of the team that uh, Steve uh, and, and the coaching staff always look to, to improve. Um, yeah, that's what uh, we, are, we are doing. 
And again, the, the line between winning or losing is so thin. Um, it, it may seem that it's easy or that we are ready for everything or that we are going to win every single game. Uh, that's not the reality. Um, uh, we are winning because we are doing better things than the opponent. And uh, we are going to try to keep doing it uh, for the rest of the season. But uh, definitely there is uh, room to improve. Uh, we know that. And uh, one of the keys of winning week after week or consistently winning, it's because um, you are not happy with your performance, uh, with your last performance. You're always uh, willing and wanting to improve. Um, and that's something different uh, from our organization than the rest. Well, I think one of the things and kind of what Max is saying is it's something that we, it's incredibly simple to say, take what the other team gives you. You know, play in a way that like, if they're gonna press, go over them if you have to, do this if you have to. It's again, incredibly simple now actually doing it. And if I'm hearing you right, it's like, now that the foundation is in place, you guys feel that much more comfortable to do exactly that when Steve says, hey, if the team's doing this, you guys know, we know what our principles are in this moment. Is that where you're feeling the comfort in? And that's where that, is that what that play is born out of too? Because like you said, you're not always gonna hit a ball 60 yards over the top, but it was there. So is that, is it the comfort in knowing who you guys are? Is that what you're saying here? Uh, that's almost an statement. Uh, it's not even He's a question. He's the interpretive one. This I, is this. I agree with that. Um, um, that's definitely something we feel uh, on the field. Um, we are just uh, trying to uh, get better at uh, repetition mm -hmm. and um, uh, stronger in our uh, game model. Yeah. Uh, things that principles that we need to follow. Um, instead of just and then having this uh, room for uh, adjustments uh, or uh, improvisation if mm -hmm. you want to call it uh, depends on what the game uh, every game presents uh, to you well let me ask you an actual question then uh, by the way i thought he was gonna he was gonna say we need you to try more 60 yard passes i thought that was what's gonna come <laughs> no i don't think steve would be very happy with you if you were hitting 60 yard passes exactly all day. that's you that's, pick your spot the that, right that's time. just a, a tool no a solution right. that that uh, you can find um with the right timing of of the runners but um uh yeah um, i do want to say if you ever get to like a foot golf course and Ilya is there i would not I would not fancy yourself there playing is a, football uh, against how, how do they call it? Uh, football, no? Yeah, the, football. The, the, yeah. I actually played it. Uh, here in LA? so far. No, in Kansas City. Okay. But there is a course here in LA. Okay. So we'll have we to take you there because that's a fun. I'm not playing Set against it. you. That's not, uh, How'd you do? No, you're I going to well, We're going. We're yeah, doing we're, this. We're going. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, I think it's a great activity to do. It's fun. Yeah. In golf, they would call it a stroke, but obviously we're kicking. How many kicks would you give Max and I like as a head start? Because we're a not, handicap. No yeah. mercy. No chance. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what did you score? 62. What did you? 108. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, we're going to walk out there with Billy and he's going to be like, I got a 20. We're like, there's 18 holes <laughs> the thing about it is that you can take your time to hit the ball yeah that's not what happens on the field uh, not and usually that's what uh, why we prepare uh, in those uh, in those moments but um, but yeah foot golf can be different foot golf will be fun we'll, we'll definitely get out there but what sorry my question that I wanted sorry to ask you that. because I wanted to ask an actual question instead of just feed you what I was taking off of what you were saying was um, you do a, such a good job and that's why we love having you on the podcast it's kind of bigger picture thinking about the team and what the team is doing. So what, what can you get better at then? 
you're telling us you feel more comfortable in ways. What, what do you see right now? How do you feel the group? What As could you team, improve? Yeah. Definitely with the ball. Um, mm. We can uh, be much better at um, creating chances um, throughout the run of play. Uh, we are really good or strong um, in uh, counterattacks, uh, set pieces. Uh, also, when we are um, all over the place and, and we try to um, squeeze the opponent, uh, but it's not consistent. Uh, we can be better uh, with that consistency and, 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 and that comes uh, with uh, being better when we have the ball. Uh, better positionally, uh, better with our execution, passes, uh, collecting the ball. Um, and that's a responsibility of uh, each one of us. Uh, it's something that uh, we need to work uh, individually for then uh, have the reward collectively. It may not have affected you as much, but there has been some rotation here because you guys have game after game. I think three straight midweeks coming up. As they've incorporated new players, not just through uh, like a guy like Matty Bogush coming over from uh, Spanish football, uh, but some guys like Eric Duenas from the academy. Looking at that core group, uh, where is it from the beginning of the season till now where you feel like we can rotate and we can maintain a high standard? It's um, uh, definitely a blessing, like um, having the options that we have uh, in our squad um, makes all of us better um, because, uh, not just because the 11 players that start the game plus the five that can come in uh, will perform, but also because it keeps all of us in our toes. Um, and, and, and that, uh, that uh, raise uh, the competitiveness of the group. And, and I think that uh, all our level uh, grows. So we can't get you out of here without asking about your opponent on Wednesday. It'd be kind of silly. And let me say something about uh, Eric, because when uh, he started the game in Nashville, mm -hmm. um, sorry to, to cut you off, Vince, um, you, you, you but this is very I'm important to, to me because uh, mm -hmm. I feel uh, that I'm in a, now that I've been here for a year and a half, uh, I feel that I'm in a special place uh, in terms of not just uh, first team and competing and winning games and trophies, but also uh, I could experience uh, the work um, that uh, every single academy uh, member, staff member, uh, is putting in this organization in making uh, the academy uh, uh, bigger and stronger and uh, with the goal of providing uh, players for the first team. Um, that Eric, it's a result, uh, probably uh, the best result of that academy so far uh, because he is actually performing uh, with the first team. Uh, but uh, I can tell you, and you know, I don't need to tell you, but to tell them that uh, the future is bright and that um, it's uh, thanks to uh, not just the management of the club, the ownership group uh, with their investment, but uh, also with uh, the work and the hours of dedication that uh, every single member of uh, the academy is putting in. I'm, I'm glad you said that because we spoke to Eric a little bit ago and he said that before the Nashville game says you've worked for this, 
be yourself, go out there and play that. And he said he will never forget what you said to him. I'm glad to hear that. He's ready, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and we are uh, just, uh, he is one of us. Uh, uh, I'm glad that he feels that way because uh, no one uh, gifted uh, him with the opportunity. He earned it uh, from scratching and, and, and fighting for, for it. So um, and that's what he should do. That's what he has done. And uh, hopefully many more. Uh, not just for him, but for other players will come. Before you ask us uh, about his former we're, we're team. running out of time with him, so we okay, need him to say quickly, something. But what is it about being... We don't need to talk about Kansas City. We know, it's we're going to talk about it. It's everyone coming loves soon. You, but everyone loves <laughs> So then you'll come back, because we know we'll have to podcast again uh, after, no so problem, then you'll come no back problem. and talk about the game? Let, let's get, everyone let's at get it Nate Bukati and all these guys I know at Sporting, when you came over here, they're like, oh my God, he's the greatest. And I go, yeah, yeah. But it's that and then some. You and everyone miss you. Uh, Steve said someone sent him a letter saying Ilya is so, just being nice and uh, present for people. I mean, everyone does it to another level, but everyone tells you you do it. To, I mean, I like to think I'm really nice, but you always make time for people. Why is that so important to you in the in the fabric of being a teammate, being a, a club person? I like to think that I give uh, back what people uh, give uh, me first. Uh, so all I'm doing is uh, returning um, um, that uh, love or, yeah. or, or, or um, you know the friendships that uh, we can make uh, uh, on the road. Like um, it's nothing credit to me. It's uh, I believe me. If you treat me wrong way or I think that you're not treating me right. Uh, you won't get anything from me, so um, that's who I am. I believe and, that and, too. I believe <laughs> I can see you. Go, Wait a minute, what? That, little <laughs> fire. There was a little fire behind his eyes. Oh yeah, that. just well, like, that's, crackle. That's who I You've am. Gotta and, have that to and, be to get. Uh, it's been working for me. Okay, so I'm gonna so, toss so out my SKC question all together. Yeah. We're not even gonna talk about that. We're gonna end on this. We have not spoken with you on the podcast since you became American. Max and I, and I, I would just like to say this, something that I think uh, is a great pleasure that we got to share was you, you got your actual passport card while Max and I were hanging yes. out here. And that was, that He's was got pretty a flatbed cool. truck. He's got an American flag in the back. Well, this, yes. this is where my question's going. It's what is up. the most like American thing you've done since you've become American? Like, are you all of a sudden eating hot dogs all the time well, now? Um, you got flags everywhere. Let me tell you something. I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> that day for me. That's my favorite holiday. It's uh, my favorite probably day of the year. It also um, kind of clashes with my birthday, which is November 21st. Mm -hmm. So that same week, and um, I try to celebrate it all at once, and and that's uh, a good holiday. Do you watch me. any NFL? You watch the Cowboys do play? That, do that count as an <laughs> oh, yeah. American thing to no, do? No, Thanksgiving is an incredible holiday. Do you eat holiday way too much food? To <laughs> do do you nap on it. your sofa? Uh, yes, okay. that day. Uh, <laughs> Everything it's allowed. Yes, but, everything's um, allowed. That's yeah. why we love it so much. Great answer. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite holiday. It's all the food. It's there's no pretense. You can show up in sweatpants because you're gonna go crazy. You're gonna eat food and That's get right up from the table and yeah. take a nap. Yeah, and then uh, come back and eat. This year, uh, unfortunately, we have or hopefully have a game that week and oh, then playoffs, um, yeah. heading into the MLS Cup, but. Uh, we will do something. We'll do a belated Thanksgiving with Ilya. Yeah. Yes. So foot golf, Thanksgiving with Ilya. We've got a lot of work to do. And don't cross Ilya. He's a good guy, but yeah. <laughs> cool. And then, because not only will he get out, you'll have these two after you. Because 
This is our guy. Yes. Ilio, as always, thanks for, Thank uh, you, for great answers to the questions. Vince and I will be back. Busy week, two games this week. We'll be back to recap it all here on Inside LAFC MVP. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. Have a good one.